Hey Village, so glad that you're joining us again for our third episode of The Village Midweek. As you know, uh, I've been interviewing and sitting across from different staff members regarding our uh, unpacking of the weekend sermon and village happenings. And so this week we have Drew Fajan with us. Drew is our youth pastor. Also, the, uh, the his title is the director of students and their families. And Got we're it. so glad. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> we, we all have the hyphens. And so glad to have Drew join us here on the Village Midweek. So Drew, could you... Uh, give us a bit of an introduction. I know uh, our parents and our students have gotten to know you, but there are some villagers who haven't had the chance to meet you. And so if you could give us a quick blurb. For sure. Yeah. So I'm Drew Fajin. Uh, I've got a wonderful wife of almost eight years. I've got two little kids. One's three and one's almost three months. Um, I have been doing ministry now, a full-time youth ministry for almost nine years and uh, been really drawn to village as I've been watching um, and seeing from the outside how you guys are putting, how we now are, are putting into practice the, the values of being multicultural and mm. missional. Mm. And uh, I've been very inspired by mm. my, my interactions with Village. And so when I heard, um, heard that there was a possibility of joining this team, I really mm. wanted to look into that and see what that would look like. And so I'm very grateful um, that over the last eight or so months, um, we've been talking and, and, and really seeing this, yep. seeing this mature I'm really grateful to be here on staff with these wonderful people at this amazing church. Yeah. So good. And so as you have started uh, the the youth gatherings over Mm -hmm. the course of the summer or now approaching summer for some students, this is their last week of school. What are some things you'd you'd love for the village community, the village church to to know as we look towards a youth uh, group? For sure. Well, first, I think we should pray for our students as they're finishing their finals, getting ready for summer. Uh, Big and crazy and hard time. So praying for you. Um, For students, we have this week, we have Kimbap and Kickball happening Mm -hmm. tonight as a nice little respite, a break from all the stress with school. We don't have anything super oh not tonight it's wednesday night no right, wednesday well hopefully this will be released wednesday okay, yep perfect. yep you're, tonight okay. is right all yeah. right yeah um so we'll be we'll be playing uh kickball for a while as an optional thing if you don't want to play kickball you can just hang out but we'll also be having some wonderful members from the korean fellowship joining us to teach us how to make kimbap and that's so going to be really cool so um that's happening this wednesday all people who are in the age group of going into sixth grade mm-hmm. all the way through finishing high school are welcome to join us. So good. So that's this week. And then all throughout the summer, we have all sorts of other fun events planned. So um, we'll be joining HF for a worship service at one point. Mm. Um, we'll be, uh, gosh, we'll, we'll have a slip and slide one night. So good. Uh, we're so going to hear good. from Raina Evans. Tony's yeah. probably joining us. So good. Um, yeah. Jim Smith's going to be speaking to us. We'll have Dr. Adam Christian with us. Mm. So lots of mm. different guest speakers. And we'll, we're mm. talking all summer about how to read the Bible and yeah. interpret the Bible and, and make it something that applies to our lives. So yeah. Sunday mornings, we have youth church yeah. starting at 10 a.m., same time as the, as the sanctuary service. Yeah. And uh, all of our youth are welcome to join us That's at that so time. Good. And during that time, we're, we're unpacking the book of James. Mm. James, I think, is one of the most applicable yes, books absolutely. of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing that every Sunday morning. Mm. And then on, on Wednesday nights, we're talking about our personal stories mm. and scriptures that have changed us and the change the way we live our lives. So, so it's kind of like a, the summer of the Bible. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no, that's so good. So, yeah. And and I know in our conversations, you've mentioned that uh, there's uh, an exciting equipping mm. event that's taking place in August, correct? Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So August 4th, 
uh, actually, sorry, August 3rd through 8th, I believe. Yep. <laughs> and we'll add the dates. Yep. There yep. we go. Uh -huh. There we go. Uh, the dates aren't that important. It's <laughs> right. what's happening. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that time, uh, we have this thing we're calling Jeja Dias. So we have the Korean word Jeja, which mm. means disciple, mm. and then the Spanish word Dias, which is days. Mm. And these are disciple days. The goal of this time is to grow as disciples, followers of Jesus together, mm. learning mm. from him. And, and learning what it means to be equipped as disciples. And so um, for this time, we're having students who are entering ninth grade through mm -hmm. students who are exiting 12th grade. Yeah. Um, they're able to join us for, for, for four full days mm. of learning how to be a disciple and putting it into practice. Mm. So we'll have discipleship equipping in the morning where you'll learn what it means to practice spiritual disciplines, mm. you know, spiritual practices, what it means to, 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 to live out the daily life of a believer, to practice mm. the presence of God, as Brother Lawrence says. Yeah, yeah. We're learning that for a few hours in the morning We'll have time to, to live it out too. And then mm. we have service projects where mm. we'll be serving our community. Um, and we're still working through that, but we hope to be doing service projects that are already happening from our communities here. So whether it's service yeah. projects that the KF is already doing, that Hispanic Fellowship's already doing, mm. and, and more than that, we want to engage worship that's not just um, between us and God, but, but worship toward God through our neighbors, you mm. know? Mm. Um, so, so that's going to happen in the middle of the day. And then yeah. the end of the day, we're going to be coming alongside Joanna and the children's village um, mm. to do VBS together. That's so good. And so our, all of our middle schoolers are welcome to join us for that last third of the day. Mm. So they can come eat dinner with us and we'll mm. do VBS together. And then we'll talk about how, how that's a missional outpouring mm. of the love of Jesus. That's so us. good. So that's JJ Diaz. It's going to be really exciting. Mm. So we're pumped. No, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, as, as we look at uh, our reopening village, this is an exciting opportunity for our students to be re-plugged into yeah, yeah. Uh, the life of village. Um, we know that even for us adults, it's been difficult during this COVID season to uh, maintain uh, relationship and stay staying plugged in with one another. And so we'd hope um, parents and students, as, as you hear this invitation, that you see this as an opportunity, not only uh, to participate in uh, the life of our church, but also to really feel connected to one another in community mm -hmm. as we uh, revamp the life of our church and, and our, our communal um, uh, living together, yeah. living out following Jesus. And, and what I love about this intentionality, Drew, that you've talked about of um, our, our uh, following Jesus and being intentional in that, this podcast is a form mm -hmm. of us intentionally following Jesus together because it's our desire to unpack the weekend sermon to to really wring out uh, whatever um, a nugget of truth there may be, whatever proclamation, whatever revelation is in the weekend sermon. We'd love to explore that together. And so um, piggybacking off of what you just shared, what I'd love for us to unpack uh, today following Dr. Tupamahu's sermon um, is a couple of points. One of the first points I'd love for us to unpack is this. Mm -hmm. Dr. Tupamahu said, difference often becomes the basis for socially constructed hierarchy, hostility, and conflict. Difference mm -hmm. is a site of struggle. And, and to simplify that, I, I mm -hmm. think in, in very concrete terms, um, you currently being in youth ministry and myself having served in youth ministry, I think we often see socially constructed hierarchies mm -hmm. um, and, and we allow these differences to be a site of struggle. And so in very concrete terms, we see 
uh, generational labels yeah. be a site of struggle, whether it's uh, Gen Z feeling like millennials and the like are now too old school or uh, millennials seeing that Gen Z are too too new school and too immature, too young and the like, mm-hmm. or a younger generations uh, pitting themselves against boomers and the like. And we hear that being used as a derogatory term or mm-hmm. uh, where am I missing the uh, what's between boomers and millennials? Is that Gen X? Gen X. Yeah. And see, so that we have a forgotten generation. <laughs> and so like these are yeah. uh, socially constructed terms. These yeah. aren't necessarily uh, quote unquote biblical terms or um uh, theological terms and while these terms are, are neutral in the sense that they help us better understand uh, the way we find ourselves situated in our context mm-hmm. and in our time they can often be used as as uh, as dr. Tupamahu says a site a struggle because right. there are differences right. and so in particular in like youth ministry how do you what how would you advise students and parents uh, in their journey of overcoming those differences. Because oftentimes I know as youth pastors, our greatest struggle isn't even um, helping students follow Jesus. Sometimes the greatest struggle is helping parents and students uh, cross that divide that supposedly keeps them apart. Yeah. Um, and so how, do you, how would you speak into that? That's a great thought, Tony. I, I, yeah, I think like Dr. Tupamahu said, that we often do see differences as a negative thing sometimes. Mm. And and he mentioned this, I think, right around the beginning of the sermon. We were saying sometimes differences cause divides. Mm. And, and it's really important for us to realize that differences are actually beautiful. Mm. Differences are part of the way God made this world to be. Mm. You know, he talked about, like, if all people were the same person, like, what would there be? No, yeah. You know, right. nothing to learn, nothing to grow in. Mm. Um, so we need our differences, and, and we benefit from the differences that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say, I think number one is respecting the difference, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, respecting the differences between each other and being willing to humbly learn from our differences. Mm. Um, whether that's, you know, differences of ethnicity, nationality, sex, yeah. you know, those mm-hmm. kinds of things are really important. Mm. Um, and so when it comes down to differences of age, though, specifically mm. talking about like in youth ministry, I find that we do have this awkward thing that happens where, where young people are given... Um, you know, in our culture, in the American culture, young people are, are kind of lifted up and elevated as like, they get it. They're, mm. they're cool. We, mm-hmm. wanna, we, want, we wanna learn from them, which is good, right? And young people, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, it's a gift that's given to you. Mm. However, that, that often comes with the shadow side, which mm. is saying that anyone who's not young is then therefore not cool, not mm. relevant. Mm. They're, you know, they're irrelevant, mm. which mm. many of our other cultures here you know, second generation or first generations, mm. uh, they would say that's very different than their experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, in many cultures, it's it's about honoring our elders. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's there's this balance that's really important between honoring our elders and learning from from our yeah. youth. Mm-hmm. And so we need to have that that balance, very mm-hmm. critical balance, honoring our elders, respecting the tradition that we come from mm-hmm. and our history and our heritage, mm-hmm. while also being willing to learn what is what's what's new, what's happening. Yeah. And yeah. I think you'll find that in any in any group, not just age, but there mm. there is that balance between our our heritage, our mm. history, our tradition, and n- new things that are happening in our culture. Yeah. Um, and so it's a critical thing. Mm. I, I think that would be the first thing I would touch base on. For yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for us at Village, what's what's so interesting and um, 
unique about our particular church is we are a site of difference. Yeah. And yeah. if we're not careful in the way we steward that difference, um, it can be site of struggle mm. rather than a site of shalom. Yeah. Um, shalom being God's peace. I think for us at Village, because of our diversity, um, whether it be in age or gender or socioeconomics mm-hmm. or theology, mm-hmm. um, ethnicity, and the like, if we're not careful in the way that we uh, steward this space, it can be a site of struggle. So yeah. from ranging from, and something that we, we've we talked about um, in, in some of our messages is um, if we're not careful, we allow our preferences to dominate the conversation mm. rather than um, mm. uh, a posture of um, service to one another. Yeah. Whether, and we hear all the time, whether it be our preference for musical style, our preference for um, preaching uh, methodology, whether it's right. expositional sermons, topical sermons, exegetical sermons, the like. Yeah. If we're not careful, we have this list of preferences that push us into a site of struggle mm. because of our differences. Mm. And so I think what you shared is so so poignant for us because in a American or Western-centric um, environment, youthfulness can be highlighted as the um uh the goal yeah the goal and that but then for some of our ethnic fellowships um eldership age Mm -hmm. is the goal and then young people oftentimes can feel misheard or forgotten or trampled upon but then at village we we sit in this uh, some people would describe as a liminal space, yeah. um, but others would describe as an integrated space yeah. where we're really trying to honor the the uh, the value in each culture mm-hmm. while also moving towards a fuller representation of God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Dr. Tupamahu was talking about. Mm-hmm. If I could quote, um, he says... Uh, um, it, it, towards the end of his sermon, Dr. Tupamahu says, the vision here is one new humanity. Mm. We are aiming and working toward this one new humanity. It is not at all about the erasure of differences mm. where everyone would look the same, talk the same way, mm. vote the same way, dress the same. No, but rather than the erasure difference, uh, he and in, in quoting Ephesians, he talks about uh, a vision of new humanity, mm-hmm. and one of those um, visions uh, or uh, of a new humanity is the peace and reconciliation of different people groups and the end of hostility among them. And so, yeah. I think in context of youth ministry, we'd hope as as pastors and and as as leaders that however we serve our parents and our students, we can help. Uh, bring about peace and reconciliation in regards to uh, the differences in age Mm. um, and the end of hostility between teens and their parents if there is any (laughs) hostility. Uh, But when you hear that, Drew, when when Dr. Tupamahu talks about from the text this vision of one new humanity, what does that spark for you? Oh, man. Well, for me, it, it takes me all the way to the end 
of mm. the story. Mm. In Revelation mm. chapter 5, we see people from yeah. every possible background. Mm -hmm. Languages, ethnicities, nationalities, mm. you know, any, mm. any kind of background mm. are all gathered around the throne worshiping the Lamb. Mm. And that's Jesus. And I think that is the key that, that the beauty of our differences mm. allows us to not just assimilate to one worldview mm. and one, you know, one representation of what it looks like to, to be a Christian. Yeah. But actually from our differences, uh, we have unique perspectives that are, that are special and, mm. and beautiful and help us all worship God mm. in, in a more whole, more shalom kind mm. of way. Mm. Um, obviously, there are things that we work on together so we can work out the, uh, iron out the differences mm. yeah. that yeah. are not helpful. Yeah. Um, and that's why we need each other, mm -hmm. you know. But, but where my theology may fall short, I'll need your theology mm -hmm. to help me. Yeah. And where my worldview falls short in the ways, many ways I'm aware of, mm. um, I need your theology to come alongside me and mm. your worldview and your, and your life to help me. Mm. And we need each other. Yeah. So, so we get to Revelation 5 and the wholeness and the beauty of the diversity worshiping God. Yeah. But between now and then, there's also what Jesus has done for us. And, mm. and I love how he touched on Ephesians 2, um, yeah. the second half. Um, I'm looking at verse uh, 12 and 13. Uh, at that time, you were without Christ, excluded from citizenship of Israel, foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who are far away have been mm. brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility mm. in his flesh. Mm. Mm. And so often, growing up, uh, in, in my Western individualized worldview that I had, I thought this was about me mm. being distanced from God, mm. which it is, mm. but it's also about me being distanced from the family of God yeah. and, and the communities being distanced from each other. Mm. So not only has Jesus broken down the dividing wall between us and God mm. so we can come to God, but he's broken down the dividing wall between us and each mm. other so, so that we good. can be one humanity, mm. holy worshiping God mm. and and with our differences in mind. Yeah. And I think that, w that we have lost track of what it means to be mm. a community mm. following God. Not we at Village, but mm. we as a culture here mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. um, and, and maybe we as a world, I don't mm -hmm. know. No, absolutely. We're afraid of differences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is we need them. Yeah. And yeah. Jesus broke down the dividing wall between our differences right. so that we should not be reconstructing it, mm -hmm. you know? No, that's so good because he, uh, Dr. Tupamahu talks about uh, one of the other visions for a new humanity is he, he stresses to have equal access. And, mm, and yeah. so he stressed access so <laughs> yeah, to clean water, to healthy foods, good education and the like. And oftentimes, uh, if we're not careful, uh, differences are reasons why we should not have equal access. And, mm. and this may be a landmine conversation, <laughs> but I, I think it, it's pertinent because uh, we, if we're, if we just think that the answer to equal access is erasure differences, mm. we'll never acknowledge how differences have often kept us from having equal access. Yeah. And I think we can talk about as simply as like access to the text, to yeah. the word of God. For the longest time, only the educated or the wealthy could read the word of God. But now we all have access to the Word of God yeah. in the sense that uh, we can read it, but then there are also other quote-unquote stipulations or differences that may keep us from having um, a, uh, 
the the implications of the word of God. Right. And I think that's why it, that that portion of scripture you quoted is so beautiful is because Jesus tears down the dividing wall. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in our failure, uh, in the way that we steward differences, we actually resurrect that dividing wall. Mm-hmm. And I think here at Village, in our desire to faithfully follow Jesus and to submit to the word of God and the authority of scripture, mm-hmm. what we're finding is it requires so much humility. It does. Um, because humility means that differences do not equal position. Mm. If anything, differences That's good. That's good. Uh, require posture mm-hmm. and posture is humility. And so if if you're looking at the landscape, and I know none of us can offer antidotes. That's why Josh's um, answers to some of our questions last week were so helpful. Because Josh wasn't looking to provide uh, solutions, but he was offering a posture. And so as you look at the world of differences around us, Drew, mm-hmm. um, whether it be in youth, whether it be in our families, whether it be in our church or politics, the world yeah. alike, yeah. how what is a tangible recommendation or what is a tangible posture you've seen in your own life that has offered um, a good stewardship of differences rather than Mm. a um, hostility because of differences. Yeah. Well, you know, as Dr. Tupamahu said on Sunday, he said that that he feels he's called to be a minister of reconciliation. You Mm. know, I think he said that right at the beginning. He was Mm. just like, this is my life work. And I think more of us need to claim it as mm. our life work as well. That mm. as as followers of Jesus, this is what we're called to. You know, Second uh, mm. Corinthians uh, five, I think. Yeah, mm. um, we got the the classic. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a mm. new creation. The mm. old has passed away, and see, the new has come. We're looking at verse eighteen here. Mm. Everything is from God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Christ, mm. and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Mm. That mm. is that in Christ, God was reconciling the world mm. to himself, mm. not counting trespasses against them. And he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. Mm. And so there's so much to unpack here. I mean, we could spend mm-hmm. a long time on right, this. Right. But a couple of things that really stand out to me about, about this is that an implication of the reconciliation that we have experienced between us and God is that we now are ministers of reconciliation. Yeah. And I've got to say, this breaks my heart, but... I have not seen the church do this mm. in America, mm. especially in the last five, six years. Yeah, yeah. That we've, we've become ministers of division. Mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. very good at saying who's in and who's out. Right. But we're not reconciling very well. Right. And, and I think, unfortunately, that can paint people right, left. It can paint yeah. people this way or that way on social issues. And yeah. we fight the culture wars, God yeah. forbid. But mm-hmm. we, we get so caught up in these things, it's like we're pushing people out. Yeah. When really what's been handed to us by Jesus as an implication of being reconciled to God is a mm. reconciliation between each other. Yeah. That God is reconciling the world to himself through Jesus. Yeah. And that we, all of us, the whole body of Christ, mm. we're called the body of Christ because we get to be ministers of reconciliation mm. and we miss that. Mm. That doesn't and like you said, that doesn't mean erasing differences. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's all good, whatever you want to mm-hmm. do. Right? We we there is scriptural truth that we need to yeah. live out. But the yeah. question is what does it look like for us to be ministers of reconciliation? Yeah, so I yeah. think That's my so answer to your question is yeah. <laughs> take this word to heart yeah. and choose to be ministers of reconciliation Absolutely. so that when you're sitting around the dinner with, with someone and they mention something that's a trigger issue, yeah. you know, big 
thing in our culture right now, yeah. whatever it might be, yeah. to say before I'm happy, before I'm happy to share my opinion, yeah. I better be happier mm. to be a minister of reconciliation. Mm. You know? No, that's so good. I don't think Christ needs our opinions as right. much as we think he that's does. That's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Village, we we are so excited for the work that God is doing, especially in youth ministry, um, but also all across all of our fellowships, all across the campus here at Village. And it's our prayer for you uh, in the coming weeks and months as we reopen and regather, that we take what Drew said to heart, that we be Minister of Reconciliations. For the past uh, 16 months, we've been divided um, in some cases because of COVID, whether physically, um, theoretically, positionally. But as we move back and move towards one another, uh, mm-hmm. the question for us mm-hmm. is, how do we steward our differences rather than erase our differences? Because we have plenty of differences. And I think what Drew said is so poignant for us is that we need to be uh, uh, taking to heart Jesus's uh, call and invitation for us to be ministers of reconciliations, yeah. uh, reconciliation. And that's how we follow Jesus faithfully. And so Village, if you have any questions, as always, please email me at tony at be, uh, villagebeaverton.com. Um, I'll be taking any questions that you have and we'll be answering and engaging with those questions um, with uh, our other um, guests on the podcast. As always, we hope that this time has been uh, lively for you, has been uh, a blessing to your walk with Jesus. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much.